we like to say veterans are built to serve. You know, they proved it once when they raised their right hand. And, you know, once they take off the uniform, those muscles are still there. Seven twenty WGN, the Preparedness Matters podcast, and on the line, excited to have a twenty-two year Navy officer, former strike fighter, squadron commander, and for the last five years, the president and CEO of one of the great volunteer organizations in the world today, the one and only Art Dela Cruz. Welcome to WGN. Welcome to Preparedness Matters. Well, thank you for having me, Art Vince Davis. Here, uh, welcome. We're so thrilled to have you today. Team Rubicon is one of my favorite organizations worked with and known of them extensively for the last couple of years. So we're excited about being able to chat with you and pick your brain a little bit and let the world know, those that don't already know, of the great work that TR is doing. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you for the support. You guys are unique in the way that, and it's not completely 100% exclusive to military veterans or personnel, but that is, that is the focus. So talk a little bit about that. Obviously, that's your background, but in general, just the way that you mobilize and give those opportunities to great veterans to serve and make impacts after their career. Yeah. You know, so we're inclusive of all, you know, from first responders to civilians. But as you talk about, we're really a veteran led organization. And one of the things we found is the unique skills, experience, and education that military veterans have from training till the day get, they get out really allow them to be effective in these disaster situations where there's ambiguity, sometimes a lack of, you know, full information, the need to make decisions, keep people safe, to follow process. All of these things come to bear. I like to say that you, know, you can't necessarily think of a veteran as someone who flew airplanes or a tank or an infantry man or woman. You almost have to think about them in this context of someone who just graduated from a really unique university where they had all of these different experiences that can really be applied in disaster. All right, I'm glad you said that because as a veteran, uh, the skills that uh, we bring to uh, the workplace, whether it's private sector or nonprofit or otherwise, are, are very translatable. But for Team Rubicon, that seems like a much more even natural fit for military veterans because of those leadership skills and those fellowship skills that, that veterans learn. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's direct application. We like to say, you know, veterans are built to serve. You know, they proved it once when they raised their right hand. And, you know, once they take off the uniform, those muscles are still there. And what's unique about it, especially in this time where it's centered on community and response, is, you know, someone who wore the uniform can put on a different one and still have that ability to not just serve, but also rally those around them and lead them in a way that allows you to have greater impact in a time where it's needed. So, Art, for our listeners, can you tell a little bit about how this organization started? Uh, We remember, of course, I remember Jake Wood uh, being one of the initial founders, but give our audience a little bit of a walkthrough of just how Team Rubicon got started and how you've evolved over the past several years into this worldwide force. Yeah, well, uh, Team Rubicon was founded, as you said, by uh, a Marine named Jake Wood. He just finished his transition when, you know, that devastating earthquake hit Haiti in 2010. And he had those same muscles, that skill, that experience, the familiarity with devastation. He said, I think I can make a difference down there, just like I did in uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. And, you know, after contacting a bunch of different organizations, it didn't quite scratch his itch. And 
you know, him and seven other friends ended up, you know, crossing the Rubicon, which was from the Dominican Republic into Haiti and delivering aid. And so in 2010, that little spark of eight people allowed us to create an organization that has continued to evolve over the past 12 years, you know, from that initial mission. We've conducted over a thousand operations. You know, we've grown from Jake as the first employee to uh, 175 or so employees. And most importantly, you know, we have 150,000 plus volunteers, you know, across the country that are ready to drop what they're doing to help people in need. You know, let the listeners know we're talking with Art Delacruz. He is the uh, president and CEO of Team Rubicon. And you look at the military background outside of that structure that's built in, whether, as Vince had said, the leadership or fellowship efforts, you look at that versatility and, and range. There's a lot of great organizations out there, but typically they'll try to focus on either one area or specialty. And when you look at the military, everything from delivering humanitarian aid, like building bridges, fighting battles, there's a million different things on the mission side that you guys do. So share with the listeners a little bit about that, because, you know, I know even from helping with vaccinations during the pandemic, pandemic or food insecurity, you know, or just general disaster relief. You guys do so many different things all over the place. Yeah. You know, we like to say, you know, in some of those moments, if they're unmet needs, you have to take on that mission. You know, and I think, you know, applicable to where we are today, COVID really became a spark for us looking inwardly and saying, you know, what do we need to do? I remember on March 12th of 2020, you know, we kind of looked at each other as a leadership team and said, you know, Team Rubicon prevent COVID or we can thrive in it. Uh, and we saw all these unmet needs that we had to do, feeding insecurity, you know, surging medical capacity to the Navajo Nation, you know, testing, vaccinations, Afghan resettlement, Ukraine. You know, these were all these moments in time where you could disaggregate what we built, which was people, skills, capital, process, and put it together in a way that would have impact in these times of need. And I don't think it's unlike the military. You know, they don't dictate exactly where they're going to be and what they need to do. Uh, and in some of those moments, you have to look to your left and your right, collect what you have and say, how can we have impact? Uh, and that's what's really allowed us to grow. We like to say now that we're really kind of focused on three major business areas. It's disaster services, which is after, you know, enduring and, and before a natural disaster strike. We're rebuilding homes. And then we're also serving internationally. That's pretty incredible. Uh, can you just give us a sense of uh, some of the day, typical day in the life of a Team Rubicon volunteer? Yeah, I think, you know, when a volunteer raises their hand in the typical life of a volunteer, it really kind of starts before that moment of deployment. You know, our hope is to welcome them into this new family, to understand that they have skills and experience that's valued. And they also might have things that they personally you know, want to learn or are curious about or want to have impact, so we welcome them into the organization. We onboard them as a member of the team, and when disaster strikes or there's an unmet need, are we see if they can sign up and be able to deploy and get into the field. And then once they're in the field, you know, we pride ourselves on that experience. Our volunteers are the most important customer we have besides the clients we're serving. So if they have a great experience, if their time isn't wasted, if they feel safe and effective and they can look at tangible results, we believe they'll come back and do it over and over and over again. And that's what we strive to meet. So for those volunteers, you know, some of it is their journey. It's certainly, you know, enhanced by the 
the sweat and the time that they give us. Uh, and ultimately, we hope that they can look at the community they're impacting, take ownership of it and say, I, as a volunteer, as a citizen, as a veteran, a first responder, a civilian, made a difference today. Part of the way that you guys keep people engaged and informed and up to speed and excited about what it is that you're doing is maybe not within sort of the the mission of the task at hand, you know, whether it's the marketing side or the media side. And you, you think about on the military side over the years, those great campaigns, whether it's Uncle Sam with I want you or be all you can be or we do more before 9 a.m. than most people do all day. You guys have stayed engaged in a bunch of ways. Vince put us together when we were down doing some things with the Hula Bowl. And you guys were part of that. I know that I connected with you out for NASCAR with The Clash. And you've got some great marketing stuff. You'll be doing some more NASCAR stuff we'll talk about a little bit later in California. But but Art, kind of tell that, you know, because it, it goes sort of beyond. It transcends, you know, the actual task of helping people in disasters. But I think it's so essential to get that message out there. Yeah. And, you know, I'll start by thanking you for all you've done to help, you know, promote our mission. And the reality is, you know, I'm a big believer that, you know, people want to be a part of a winning team. You know, if we can tell our story, if we can get out there and people can begin to envision themselves as an agent of change and impact, they're more likely to join. So storytelling is a lot of what we do. You, know, you have to promote the brand. You have to be able to do this because the reality is, you know, in disasters, it doesn't do you a lot of good to build the team on the day of the game. You want those people on board. You want them to run through the playbook. You want them set to be able to react when that disaster strikes. So it's really, really helpful if we can generate that curiosity um, through the brand and get people engaged, you know, in those days where it's not necessarily a natural disaster, you can still train them to do the things that'll be needed. That's fantastic. Uh, going back to disasters for a minute and preparedness, uh, one of the things that uh, I want people to understand is that I, I like to say when everybody else says no, Team Rubicon says yes. Down in uh, New Orleans and in, in the lower bayou there during Hurricane Ida, I recall that there was an issue with muck and gut, that is going into the swamps and literally gutting out houses in the, the Homa Nation area there for uh, some 20,000 people who were really suffering down there. And I was on a call with a bunch of our disaster partners uh, from all different organizations. And someone said, well, we can't get anybody to go down here and do the really dirty work of just digging people's remaining belongings out and, you know, getting rid of some of the mold and some of the horrible things that uh, conditions people were in. And I raised my hand and said, how about Team Rubicon? Has anybody called them? And you guys stepped right up. Uh, there was no question about what needed to be done or whether you could deploy people to do that. It was just a, an automatic, yeah, we'll be there. Tell us where you need us to be, and uh, we'll get people down there. So I just want people to understand that this is a, a very different sort of, a, uh, sort of an organization in that uh, they don't really know how to say no to most things. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, you know, our volunteers really pride themselves on saying yes to the mission, especially, you know, for those who need it the most, you know, those who don't have the economic needs, those because of, you know, whatever practices are present, don't have equitable access to, you know, the recovery um, types of services that might be there. That's where we love to rush into that fight because we know there's an unmet need. We know we can have impact and we know our volunteers are geared 
to take great satisfaction and pride in that moment in helping people that need the help. Let the listeners know we're talking with Art Dela Cruz. He is the CEO and the president of Team Rubicon here on Preparedness Matters with Vince Davis and, and Daniel. So, Art, you know, part of it is, you know, getting the message out there and sharing in all of that. And so if you have some things that are coming up that you want to share, and before we let you go, we definitely want to get information. So some of the listeners, you know, who may want to either get involved or support or participate, where can they go? Hey, we'd love if you take a look at uh, teamrubiconusa.org. You know, there is a place for people, be it volunteering, donation, volunteering remotely. And as we have what it's going to look like, uh, looks like it's going to be in, you know, terrible fire season, you know, an above average hurricane season, you know, flooding in Minnesota, you name it, people and volunteers, energy and funding are what keeps our mission moving forward. So Art, like any great organization, and Team Rubicon, you know, has a has a past, a, a really great past, and and a really great path. What do you see in general as the future for the organization? Where do you see Team Rubicon being three years, five years from now? Yeah, you know the the crazy thing about our mission is there's more than we could ever possibly do. You know, we know there are disasters that strike the smallest communities and never make the disaster cycle, you know, the news, the weather channel, whatever it might be. So we know we need to address that. And we know that there are hazards that continue to increase the severity, duration, and cost of these storms. You know, it's climate change, it's COVID, which is unearthed inequality, it's conflict around the world that is causing humanitarian crises, and we have to be able to answer those. We are really going to double down on growing our volunteer base, training them with new capabilities and to be able to deliver services. Our goal is to be present and have a point of contact in all 3,000-plus counties. Um, we have to be a national organization that feels local and can react local. Uh, and that's where we're going to put a lot of our energy over the next, you know, three to five years. Excellent. Art, thank you so much. We really appreciate you being on with us today and sharing uh, the great story of Team Rubicon. And, and we look forward to, of course, working with you and talking with you and your, your folks out there in the in the future. And thanks. Our, we'll have links up at WGNRadio.com as well. And, of course, at the Preparedness Matters podcast site. Thank you for having me. And thank you for sharing our message. Preparedness Matters is sponsored by In Case of Crisis 365, your solution to managing the dramatic rise in business disruptions. Take the crisis out of crisis management. 